Your own personal headley. Someone to sponsor the show, helping us grow. And jobs for headley. <laughs> oh my God, Kathy, I smell steak. Uh oh, what's what does that mean? It's, it, it's, what, it, what? It doesn't mean I'm having a stroke. I mean, I actually literally smell steak. I'm literally like a hundred yards from Outback Steakhouse. Ah. And it's just wafting. There is a wafting right. of of cooking dead meat. Wow. But do you know what that means, Kathy? I, I, no, tell me. <laughs> I'm out of, <laughs> I'm out of ideas. Thanks for joining, thanks for joining me on this. It means <laughs> I'm not in the fucking library. Ah, yes, that is one of the things it means. Now I'm getting, getting excited. We're here, we're in a parking lot, it's open, I get to be me, and you get to be you. Oh my and god. I smell steak, and I feel visceral. And alive, Kathy. Catherine and I am alive right now. Okay. <laughs> Did I mention I brew my own coffee by the jug in storage? Because I'm alive. I believe it. <laughs> no more coffee. Let's get to a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And because you are responsible for yourself, there won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite Hello, and welcome to a very exciting episode of Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording live through Zencaster with the use of smellovision, and you can now smell, press that button on your keyboard, smell the steak that Boogie is smelling at this very moment. <laughs> smellovision, what the fuck is that from? Did they they did that in the fifties, didn't they? It was something. It was some sci-fi, whatever. But I thought there was like a cartoon or something that did like smellovision, and and it was in some movie or something like that. Where yeah, well, there was like, wasn't it like fucking Brave New World or something where you put your hand on the thing and it enhanced your your experience watching the movie? Oh my god, that does smell good. Oh my god, I have such a steak boner right now. Oh my god, I did not oh need to hear that. God, oh my god. Did I mention that's the name of my new punk band, The Sugar Steaks? Oh my god. I'm going to start a punk band and Dave Grohl's going to play drums cuz you know, he's mourning, you know, he's kind of dealing with what he's going to do in the future, so he needs some time, but he's going to want to get back into music. So I'm like, "Dave, Dave Grohl, holler, we're going to start The Sugar Steaks." I, I and uh, it's going to be just like a campy punk band. Uh huh. But he's going to play drums. I've already decided. Do you know why we're called the Sugar Steaks, Kathy? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Because bitches need that sweet dick. Oh my god! Why? Why did I wake up this morning just so I could do this show tonight? Uh, you know what? Wham! Uh, Ka- Kathy, you want to be so a groupie of the Sugar Dicks? Uh, there's, I cannot think of anything more distasteful than being one of your groupies. Sure, the sugar steaks. I'm sorry, not the sugar dicks. That's that's the after effect. That's the groupie <laughs> effect. You can't, you know, probably 
couldn't get away with calling it the sugar dicks on major market radio. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to call you right back and say, yeah, Boogie, let's get on that. Dave, he's going to first adjust his hair because he does that because Dave doesn't understand what bangs are. And so he's constantly like adjusting his hair. He's like, hey, man, I'm Dave Grohl. Adjust, adjust. And then he's going to call. and He's going to be all boog. You're right, man. I'm just not ready to get back and do the thing with the Foo Fighters. You know, they got to figure out like you got to replace Taylor Hawkins, dude. That guy was not a shit drummer was not a shit drummer so that's a big thing and then of course figuring out what you're gonna do moving ahead you know so maybe he's got to ease back in he still wants to play because i don't want to tour kathy uh-huh i just want to be in like a garage band but i want to do it with dave grohl because i think i relate to him and i think he relates to me uh-huh and so i have hooky songs so i just think uh the sugar steaks did I mention I drank a lot of coffee today? Yes, you did. And we can all tell that you have had a tremendous amount of caffeine today. Well, that's good. Because, Kathy, today is an exciting show that one of our topics is about the potential pitfalls of overindulgence of things. Is that a segue? In the mind-altering area. In the mind-altering area. Who'd have ever thought that drugs and alcohol and a sexual environment would ever potentially have problems those kids i know what will they think of <laughs> what will they think of next but we're gonna get into that in in a little bit but kathy what is going on with you i really can't say that there is a lot going on except uh that a couple of weeks ago i rediscovered my uh vibrator as i said in the last show Aww. and um since then, I've been having a lot of fun. We did get a, I forgot who emailed us and said, I can't believe Kathy actually forgot <laughs> she had the lead, the series. I mean, really, I I get it. It's right there in my, you know, my little goodie drawer next to my, my bed. You would think that I wouldn't forget. But I just started using the old hand for such a long time that I just had completely forgotten about it. So... But rest assured, podcast listeners, I shall not forget, I will be diligent in using my vibrator from now on. So I've been having a whole lot of fun late at night. I can't say the same is true for the daytime hours, but right. you know, there's always that to look forward but to. But you do have the evening. Now, are you um, porning it up when you do it, or are you just using your imagination? Because women are more about feelings sometimes. Like, I do porn it up. I'm not going to lie. I you. do check out the... Uh, the the online library of porn. Uh, there's a lot to choose from, and I will go to my favorite spots and uh, check out what's going on. Okay, so what's your current little uh, titillation that's uh, getting you going? Um, currently, it's it's a lot of femdom. Okay, like you know, I I I ping pong back and forth between femdom, put those motherfuckers in their place and whack their balls kind of porn. And then back to the I'm on my knees, you know, sucking some guy's dick because he's making me kind of porn. Okay. That's, I go back and forth between the two. Kathy, you have a you have a spectrum that is healthy, I think. <laughs> that yeah. is that you go from both sides and I think that uh really builds a sex positive relationship between you, your Lilo and your porn. And my labia, yeah. And your labia. Well, you know, that I'm sure is included. Do you like? Do you have little tugs? Are you a, a labia tugger? I I am a labia tugger. Ah, yes. I like tugging other people's labia, and I like tugging my own. Do you make little sounds when you tug, like ding ding? 
You know what, Boogie? I'm no, I don't think it's going to come in as a shock to anybody listening, but that totally would turn me off. So, no, I do not really? make little noises. You don't doorbell your labia? Oh, good gracious. Really? You've, you've never done that to someone? You're out, ding dong. <laughs> I let me insane. in. I'm at the door. Do you want to let me in? Ding dong. Like you're pulled like the old school doorbells where you pulled the big chain outside the the vampire mansion. Ding dong. No. Uh huh. <laughs> you know you're like anti porn. I just a little bit of talking to you about sugar steaks and 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 ding dong labia and my any arousal I fear just feel just disappears on me. Well, that's because the sun's up and you said you don't masturbate during the day. So I I have at least another hour. That I can be me, and then uh, uh-huh. once it once the sun goes down, I'll be all, "Hey, Kathy, yeah, mm, you're a good girl, aren't you?" Yeah, oh, yeah. stop it! Why do you have to ruin mm. everything? <laughs> it is my way. I have had a good week, though, sort of, kind of. I had not much, uh-huh. but I did uh, admit to Hathor, my therapist that our time together was basically uh, considered by me to be our plutonic date day. And that went well. She didn't even blink an eye. Probably because I put the word plutonic in front of it. Uh, I'm sure that she's very used to you by now. But should you really be joking around with your therapist like that? Well, yeah, because that's that's. I need to know my therapist as a human. I, if I've had therapists that will give you no, they like robot you. And every time, and I'm not asking personal information. I'm not asking her about her sexuality or dating life or, you know, family history or, you know, what her, her relationships like or whatever, but just like little things like, oh, you know, I, I, I went to the beach. We, you know, it's you know, a nice day. I like the color blue. I, I love bacon. You know, like surfacey things let me know that I'm talking to a human. Because if I'm not talking to a human, I talk to myself 24 hours a day. Uh-huh. I don't need, I, why am I, you know what I mean? Why am I sitting with this person? I could literally go watch a fucking YouTube video about positive thinking and read a psychology book. But if I'm there with a therapist, it's kind of like I want some sort of human interaction. Uh-huh. So I make a lot of jokes. Okay. And uh, wait a minute. I was going to say something about that, but I kind of don't remember. Yay, coffee, steak. That's, I, I think that one on show days, you should probably not have so much I caffeine. just I Maybe I was a little overzealous in the amount of, coffee that i poured into the filter usually you shouldn't have to like top off the filter oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah but also i have to say and i won't say why but uh we had a special uh listener request that i just have to hit now because i'll forget a special song request and this goes out to you know who doesn't love anal. I'm a straight shooter and I'm going in your booter. Who doesn't love anal? Get a little lube and let my weenie love your poop too. Yeah! A request. When the listeners want it, they get it. They get it. Oh my God. When the listeners want anal, 
They should get it, Kathy. That's right. They, Just hit they, old, old Philovision right there on your keyboard. <laughs> right next to Smellovision. And don't feel- hit Smellovision don't hit when you're doing anal. No. Just be safe. Just be oh safe. Oh, my God. That could... That could go bad. Very bad. That could go bad so quick. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need. <laughs> no, forget no, it. No, Kathy, let's, let's stop no. everything let's do- right now because grammar Nazi Kathy <laughs> has to correct me. What did I say wrong, Kathy? She's like, you are joking when you say plutonic, right? And I'm like, what What do you mean joking? Well, obviously you would joke because that's not how do you say plutonic kathy platonic oh jesus fucking kill yourself christ are you kidding me it's not pluto whatever it is it's like being on another planet when you can't fuck someone so bam oh my god that's you're you're reaching man you're reaching we're not precise we don't have lice and we are not always nice but we're here if you need some fucking advice all right, so I'm not going to say this person's name. Somebody wrote to us, but they did use their real name. And even though they didn't say I could use it, I'm going to go ahead and assume they don't want me to use their real name, which I shall not. But they did write to us. And although this is, is that under- like a passive, is that passive aggressive? It is not passive aggressive. Like, it's a it's a long winded passive- explanation. <laughs> is that a passive aggressive like? You failed to identify whether or not we could use your name. So now I'm just going to gently be like, it's okay that you didn't say we could use your real name. I'm not going. Isn't that what passive aggressive is? It would be if that's what I was doing. But I'm, I think I'm being overly yeah. careful and making sure everyone knows. Even if you fuck up, I will not out you. See, that's the passive. You're not. You're assuming the fuck up. Okay, never mind. Oh, my God. Too much caffeine boogie okay okay platonic okay pluto (laughs) all right so they wrote to us and even though this is under some fucking advice they didn't really ask for advice but they had some strongly worded opinions and you and i have been known for on occasion having strongly strong feeling emotions about certain posts so i think this is a good some fucking advice whether they want advice or not i think you and i are going to give it to them boogie let's do it bitch All right, this is what he said. About a week ago, I went to my first orgy. Now, it wasn't so much an orgy as a birthday party with food and drinking and fun. And during the party, someone who wasn't the host had some very strong alcohol that was known to have some hallucinogenic properties. Uh, Now, I'm going to interrupt here to be clear. Someone at the party, there was alcohol at this party, but somebody who attended the party had brought absinthe with them. Absinthe, Absinthe, right, right, right. Which I studied. We'll, okay. get, we'll get to that he later. He made it very clear that this was the case, and he spoke with anybody who was going to partake beforehand. The night seemed to go off fine without a hitch. Skip forward a few days, and there is a post on Facebook about how two of the people said that they thought they may have been drugged at the party. From what I gathered from the post, no violations occurred. However, the reactions and the attack for the person whose party it was were frustrating to read, to say the least. As a result of this incident, the person who threw the party has shut down their Facebook. Now, as far as I can tell, everybody who was at the party was fully aware there was going to be drinking, that there was going to be people walking around naked, and that there was going to be sexual activity occurring. The person who hosted the party made sure that everyone was aware of the risks and that there would be consensual kink. If anyone was drugged, 
whoever did that deserves incredibly harsh consequences. That being said, to everybody who attacked this person for having alcohol at their house, their party, and their orgy, I feel like they also deserve a swift kick in the rump. The person hosting that party was in no way at fault as far as I can see. And while I know mixing alcohol and kink is dangerous, I feel this falls under risk-aware consensual kink. If no one was drugged, then this was two people who had a bad reaction to alcohol. If someone was drugged, we need to find out who that person was, but it shouldn't fall on the person hosting the party and they should not be attacked that way. Mm. Well, strongly well, worded, I told you. Well, yes, strongly worded. That was, I do love the strongly worded stuff. It gets us, gets our blood burling. Berlin mm. blood, that's what we got. It's Berlin. It's Berlin. Now, fortunately, before I wrote all my aggressive notes, and then I'm like, you know, okay, we're going to record today. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and reread it and see what there is. And then I saw that this person had uh, given more information because I kind of give a little response and said, Hey, you know, this sounds like this, this, and this, but we don't have all the information. We never have all the information. So when we speak, we're always going to speak as people that take things at face value. And so to avoid our accountability. So what we're speaking on in general can almost be mythical because we weren't there. So we're speaking about a hypothetical situation. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Every now and again, I got to say that. But it was fortunate because this person added more information of the things and protocols that were in place at the party. Um, There were colored wristbands because I had all these questions, you know, from the first email that would have made the host look like they kind of missed the mark on some things. Right. Which I still believe in some ways. But there were extra protocols because I'm like, well, what about the sex? What about if you're going to serve alcohol at a party and it's going to be your party, your party, um, before people drink, did people negotiate who was going to touch who? Because once you get drunk, you can't you can't make your consent your consent while you're drunk. You have to do that beforehand if you're going to drink and play. Right. But they said uh, that there was a wristband system and people had red wristbands, meaning don't touch me at all. And then they had different colored wristbands for their different um, willingness to be involved, yeah. which I think uh, is is a good thing. It's not an absolute thing, but it is a good precaution. They also had a safe room where if people got a little overwhelmed or they had drank too much, there was a safe place where there was no sex allowed, where people could lie down, uh, you know, if they were a little too hammered or whatever. And they also had made arrangements for people to get rides home if they had drank too much which I think all of these things together are your best case scenario if you are going to be dumb enough to have a drunken orgy right. at your house. But I think you did the best, and I'll let you jump in because I have some more specific things I'll talk about in a second. Uh, I have what's usually the unpopular opinion, Boogie, that people need to be responsible for themselves up to a certain point. And that's the line where everybody seems to jump on everyone else because that line is different for everybody. I happen to believe that as adults, we should be able to determine for ourselves if we want to drink and play. I think personally that's an incredibly stupid move to, to make. 
but I am not going to run around pointing my finger at people saying, you're not allowed to do this. You are a bad person. You should be called on this. You should be ostracized from the community. Huge difference between my judgment that that was a bonehead move and I'm going to tell you what you should do from now on and totally attack you along with everybody else on the internet. So yeah, I think it's not a smart thing to do, but if you're going to do it, from everything that this person told us, I cannot imagine that there is one thing that you could do more to keep everybody safe. You put wristbands on everybody. You let them tell everyone what they want for that night. You make a safe room. You make sure that people are aware. You talk to them beforehand. There's a limit to the responsibility that one adult should take for another adult's actions. It does not in any way, in any way, shape, or form mean that I am victim blaming or telling someone that they got what they deserved. It is it is an atrocity in this modern time that we're living that I can't voice that opinion with, without people jumping all the way to the other end of the spectrum and saying you're victim blaming. Right. It is possible to take responsibility for poor choices while at the same time placing 100% of the blame where it belongs on someone who violated you, who attacked you, who did something that they should not have done that nobody gave them permission to do. It's possible to hold that person 100% responsible at the same time say, you know, next time I'm not going to walk down a dark alley at night. Well, that two, is. An, and so I, I'm sorry, but I think that in this case, the person who threw the party, if what we have read is, is the truth, they they did what they were due diligence. They did what they were supposed to do. And I think it's very easy for the the masses of people online to just absolutely jump to conclusions and jump on somebody else and deride them and do the bullshit, the horrible shit that people do online because they are uh, under the guy, under the anonymity that, that their computer screen gives them. I'm absolutely on board with you on this. I am absolutely on board with you. Of course, I want to flesh out more details. I am absolutely on board with you with the difference between the responsibility of the assailant and the responsibility of the victim. And they are two different things. I totally agree with you. There is 100% responsibility for any assault on the person who is doing the assaulting. But I think people get confused when they want to completely absolve any responsibility of the victim taking precautions to limit the opportunities that people have access to you and under what conditions they have access to you. There is plenty of information out there for years and years and years. Bring a friend to a party with you if you're going to drink. Have you know these things in place. Don't go to certain places because there are people who we don't know who can do you harm. I have that responsibility for myself. I've talked many times on the show. There are certain places I do not go as an, as a as a grown big fat man that I don't go. It's the opportunities that you give people. That's what you have a responsibility to yourself for. It doesn't mean that you have any responsibility in the attack that occurred. So I'm I'm totally on that page with you. Mm-hmm. That being said, um in regards to the party host, um, even in your best case scenario, doing all your due diligence, all of the things in place, it's still your party. 
and people are still getting drunk at your party. So are the wristbands being ex- now? This is a situation where there's no reported sexual assault. This is just people that said they feel they might have been drugged. Um, so I was kind of confused about what the uproar is because these are two different situations. If no one was raped and no one was right, assaulted, but that's in this. Right. In this day and age, you don't need to have proof. All you have to have is someone even raise their hand and say, I think I may have been drugged, which was what happened in this case, to have every fucking asshole on the Internet jump on this fucking dog pile and say, you horrible person. How could you allow that person to be raped? Sure. And no one was. And then heaven forbid someone says, wait, did something really happen? You're a horrible person. You're a victim blamer. Right. Well, I mean, we have that aspect of our society that is very active and very codependent on that victim mentality. And once again, if, if we get in, what are we going to get in trouble for? What are they going to do? Fucking take my car. We're allowed to have a fucking opinion. And the opinion is, is that everyone has fucking responsibility. And that if you get in trouble, if you get hurt, no matter what, Somebody has a responsibility, but in the same way, if you have a party where people you are bringing people into your house, no matter what, you're the commander in chief in that you have a responsibility. Maybe there's something you missed. Maybe you did all the due diligence you can. Ultimately, it's still your house. It's still your fucking party. These are still your guests. You have you have some responsibility because you allowed that party to happen. So and once again, there's a what do you mean by responsibility? What I mean by responsibility, responsibility, legal responsibility. Well, I'm not I I, I'm not the legal. I'm surely not a lawyer, so I don't have any comment on that. I'm talking about your responsibility going forward, your responsibility to yourself and to your party guests. Uh, how that accountability works out. And once again, we don't even know what it was. I studied absinthe because I never drank that shit. It's a rumored hallucinogenic alcohol because it has wormwood and like this shit. It used to be illegal. It's a whole fucking weird history around it. It basically tastes like fucking paint thinner and they put sugar cubes and shit and it's fancy, whatever. Um, 2007, it was made legal again. As long as they regulate the supposed hallucinogenic element, which is this stuff in Wormwood called third thujone A or thujone or thone or whatever. But there's never been any proof that it's actually hallucinogen. But the alcohol is super strong. It's like 150 proof alcohol or a 75 and up percent of alcohol. And alcohol has hallucinating uh, hallucinogenic properties in it. Um, I've hallucinated on just strong alcohol uh, at times in my life. So maybe these people, because the person said, oh, this is hallucinogenic alcohol, uh, these people might have just got really super drunk and then thought they had been drugged. But the actual absinthe, actually, there's no proof that it makes you uh, any, it's just that it's super fucking strong. Does that make sense? Okay. So it does. Was, and, 
yeah, but I, I don't know that I, I, I do agree with you that party hosts have a certain responsibility. I, 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 t- I tend to have a very strict line on where that responsibility ends. Sure. But what about, see, because the, the thing where I say there's a responsibility, it was said that the host was not the person providing the absinthe. Right. That somebody was at the party and said, hey, here's this other alcohol. My questions would be, um, did the host know that somebody at his party was now offering some super crazy strong alcohol to people who had already been drinking? That's the responsibility I, that I talk about. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree that that. The, I, I certainly would not agree that's my responsibility. If I have a party and I provide alcohol and I tell other people, you can bring your own alcohol if you want, because I'm certainly not going to shell out for the expensive tequila and whiskey. Bring that shit yourself. Sure, sure. And they bring something, and they're offering alcohol, and I'm offering alcohol. Um, I'm not going to take responsibility because someone brought a 110 proof bottle of tequila versus my little Chardonnay. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't agree that. Um, and I guess what we're, you know, I, di- I didn't, if I, if I had a house that if, let's say I had a big house and the, I have a party and I say, you know, no holds barred. This is an orgy. We're going to have alcohol, you know, lots of dark rooms, Uh, You can go in a room and nobody will ever know that you're in there. The door can be closed. I'm not putting any ban on any kind of type of play. If you want to do fire play, that's fine with me. Party's going to go on until as long as you want. There will be no dungeon monitors and uh, no wristbands. And uh, that's it. Um, Yeah, that's not a good party host. You're not doing what you can to make the atmosphere safe. Okay. But... You have a different alcohol than I have. That is a very blurry line and not something that I would say. So well, I, I guess it gets tricky. I guess we'll, what we're talking here is I'm talking about the overall responsibility. I'm not talking about a consequence, though. I'm talking I don't know what the level of, uh, you know, reflection that the party host needs to do. I don't know what the level of vetting was at that party. You have a wristband. How do you manage drunk people with wristbands? People, the wristbands were put on when you're sober, but now all of a sudden you have people that are not sober and they're wearing wristbands. And we already fucking know that once people start getting hammered, they start acting very different. So at what point are you managing everyone with their wristbands? No matter what, when you start getting into like legal issues and stuff like that, they're saying, how do you manage that? Yeah. Is there a responsibility? Who's responsible? Do you have people? Do you have a monitor in each room? Do you have, you know, there are, you can literally go from zero to a thousand protocols in place. And what is if somebody has a bad time there, you and I are of the thing like, hey, I think the guy did enough. And risk aware consensual kink. Sorry, it went bad for you. Yeah, I agree. But is there a risk? I don't know. I don't know. Once again, we weren't at that party. Right. And I, I wouldn't have a party like that. So that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. There's absolutely no way that I would ever have a party in my home where there was going to be, 
any kind of sexual or kink activity and alcohol. No way. Because that's my own personal, I don't want to take responsibility for that. Right. But if I go to a party in which someone has decided they want that in their house, that's still risk aware as far as I'm concerned. There's no difference between a regular party that is not sex and kink centered and people having alcohol and behaving badly. I, you know, there's no difference as far as I'm concerned. Just, just concerned, just because it was an orgy doesn't mean that you have to be held accountable to a, a higher standard than than other people. If you're at my part, I mean, I know this from being a teenager and throwing parties when my mother wasn't at home. So you take keys when people walk in your house if there's going to be drinking, and you don't hand those keys back unless they're sober. Right. Well, what about ha- what about having uh, alcohol allowed at a club? Where there's sex and kink allowed, who's well, responsible? See, now, it, does the club the, have any? You're a party that. host. You're an entity. It depends. It depends. It depends. Who owns the property? Who's taking the money? And we're talking legally here because, I'll, as right. an example, I will say that there there have been in the past two clubs here in 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 the San Fernando Valley. Mm. One threshold that has ridiculous protocols up the ass, all kinds of. But they used to allow drinking. They used to allow parties that had drinking. Yes, but let's not talk about that because that was a small period of time when they when that was allowed. For the most part, threshold does not allow alcohol, and they are hyper vigilant uh, to the point where I think it's getting ridiculous. But that doesn't matter. For the sake of our argument, they are hyper vigilant. This other club, which is now closed, was almost the opposite, the polar opposite of threshold. There were very few rules. You could bring as much alcohol as you want. They didn't sell it. There were no dungeon monitors. That facility operated for years without any legal problems, without any problems that we heard of in the community. Nobody uh. got... Uh, now, hold Nobody uh, got raped. There were general uh, accusations of non-consexual activity, but there were accusations of non-consexual activity at Threshold also. Sure. So when you put sure. the two together, you realize that they both had the same problems, the same issues that any facility would have who's, who's hosting kink and sex events. That's just the way it's going to be. Sure. If you were to use these two as an example and say one is better than the other, I don't think that you could. Because if you were to write down everything, the problems that they all had and the successes that they both had, I think that they would come off pretty even. So you tell me, you have to have some fucking balls to charge money and allow alcohol in your facility. And there are people out there who have those bulls. They know how to run it. They know how to just stand in a room and make sure that people are fucking following their rules and not doing any bullshit. If you're that type of person, you want to take the responsibility. You know, I'm sorry, but this community and frankly, this planet needs people with balls. Go I'm ahead not... and have your fucking parties and allow it. And you're going to have to take the responsibility. And there's some who don't. I fall under the category of those who don't. There's no way I would allow alcohol at any one of my parties where there was going to be kink and sex. I am. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sober. Um, and once again, but I but well, <laughs> I'm sober, but I have had my own private gatherings with two or three of my partners where I let them get drunk and, uh, you know, we do our role plays and, you know, all the, our, our horrible, awful fucking role plays. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but once again, uh, and maybe we can debate responsibility or what that even means. But ultimately, when shit goes down, 
they are going to come after the person that is running the party. Absolutely, they will. So whether or not we agree um, that they that it should have been just considered risk aware, and if nobody was actually assaulted, then sorry, you drank too much. Um, and if you hadn't, and if you didn't go get tested for some, because once again, was it the absinthe or was it some other drug? And if it was some other drug, then okay, well, you should get tested. Uh, to see if there was some other drug, and then that's all. Like like the poster said, yeah. that's that's a whole different story. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, we've been taking a lot. Of, this is a long segment we have here, and I think that the reason for that is that it's a there are conversations that need to happen, and they don't happen anywhere. You can't have a com a decent conversation about this topic because look look at the poster. He writes sure. that that the guy who who had this party had to shut down his Facebook page because people were getting so ridiculous and accusing him and telling him we're not going to listen to anything you say. You're responsible. How could you do this? You're a you're a monster. You're a bad person. This conversation right. needs to happen and it is a tricky conversation it is difficult to have it tempers are going to run high vastly different opinions are going to come out and friendships are going to break up because of this this is how volatile this issue is but this conversation needs to happen and it's just appalling to me that it doesn't happen more often because it absolutely needs to happen. Information needs to get out there, whether you agree or disagree with what someone is is saying. That information needs it needs to be in a forum where people can weigh in and listen and make up their own minds. And it just doesn't happen. So I'm not, I, you know, I hope that we don't have to edit this down because I know we have other things. No, on the I ain't editing shit, bitch. We're fucking. This is it. <laughs> We're digging it. You're my bro, my whole bro. Oh my God! Ho, bro, bro, finger. What the hell's going on here? Well, whatever. Who doesn't love anal? I'm a straight shooter, and I'm going in your booter. Who doesn't love anal? Get a little lube and let my weenie love your poop too. We just say our truth, and if there's other truths, then absolutely pervertedpodcast@gmail.com. Let's keep these conversations going. What are your opinions? What are your thoughts? Let's jump in. Let's have these discussions. Kathy and I don't always agree, but we don't segregate against each other either. We'll sit in the room. I will never segregate you. I will never segregate from you, whether (laughs) I agree with you or not. I want to know what your opinions are. It's a good topic, good segment, and uh, hopefully things work out for the host of the party and everyone involved. Perverted Podcast Listener Segue. Uncle Creepy. He's here with us today. Uncle Creepy. He's gonna talk about some tits and clits. Creepy. Damn, that was a pretty good intro. Look, I'm in storage. I can play guitar now. <laughs> it's my turn to record <laughs> and smoke meth. Kind of like the uh, like the old way we used to do shows. I'm hot spotting from storage because I can't fucking deal with the library anymore. I just can't. can't I'll pay can't. the data. Fine, yeah. Verizon. You fucking win. They always do. Take the money. I'm coming <sighs> from my uh, delicious new ready-built dungeon <gasps> that's right you have a barn or a, something yeah i have a upper barn a hayloft as it were 
Uh, it's it's now. Which... Uh, I would say, um, a better looking uh, hayloft, part partially dungeon. I mean, there's carpet remnants on the floor. There's a massage okay. table. Okay. A, yeah, and there's cool lighting that I can change. Um, we decided well, of the name course. of it will be the Slut Dragon Den. The Slut Dragon Den? Yeah. yeah. I gotta say, uh, I was kind of just hoping you would call it the Hayloft, because that <laughs> sounds creepier. I know, but... But, but you, Slut Dragon Den is pretty pretty good. Yeah, you gotta get the girls in first, and then you're like, you gotta be right. like, oh, by the way, it's super creepy out here. Because, to be honest, getting out here, lots of people are like, I thought I was gonna be killed, and I'm like, you still might. That's why I'm saying the hayloft. You're just standing at the door in like coveralls with your zipper open and yeah. your dick hanging out, and you're like, "Welcome to the hayloft. Yes. Let's get kinky." <laughs> Sign here for <laughs> premium on it. Just but yeah. seems like you need more lighting for the slut dragon den. Oh, I've got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, I have pretty high tech uh, color changing bulbs that I can tell Google to change and. Yeah, it's pretty sweet up here. <laughs> Google, slut lighting, go. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can change if yeah, I could change it to have the TV come on and it plays my dungeon mix and the lights change red and game on. The doors lock and seal and wow. Yeah. Yeah, and we tested it like um my my fiance, she was screaming. We had her scream, and uh, our friend was standing across the road. And nothing. See, we have no neighbors. That's the other thing. Well, yeah. that that helps. That helps if you're going to have uh, you know kinky screaming events. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're, no events yet. I don't think it's safe enough. For... <laughs> so you haven't broken in the slut dragon day. I have. I have. You have. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Because why else would you be on the goddamn show? Yeah. Because <laughs> it ain't going to be my fucking sex that we're going to talk about. It's going to yeah. be somebody else's. So <laughs> what did you do her. in the Slut Dragon Den? Well, I, f- I figured we were talking about her today. Um, but, you know, I brought her up. She was a partner of mine, a former partner. And uh, we did, like, we built a fort. We built a little blanket fort, you know, because I love those nice. little um yeah i got actually i have two scar marks on the my feet from rug burn so that was a good lesson learned about the carpeting on the there t- on the tops of your feet yeah yeah that's on from the- doggy style yeah actually doggy was- style on a carpet say bam that's sexpert right yep. there bitch you got it damn dude that's pretty good but yeah, I scraped uh, it open, and you know, I, I at the time I was like, "Shit, I think I'm fucking up my feet." But you know, you don't stop. You don't stop. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? I know uh, there are many a lady that have those spinal bump fucking <laughs> rug burn scars for life, and yeah. they're like, "No, I was in a jacuzzi and it was hot, and I mm-hmm. skidded down the side, or any mm-hmm. number of mm-hmm. uh, things that fool no one." Yeah, we know you fool. We know you. No one. Was she at least on a mat while you pounded her? Um, she was on pillows, I think, is what happened. But, like, okay. I guess she said something, and that made me, like, you know, mad with the air quotes in the air. So I was like, right. well, it's on. It's go time. Oh. Because, so you know, Bratz. She was yeah, a brat. Bratz. Bratz got to be uh, taken down a notch. Yep. 
And, and I if it her- costs daddy some bloody fucking feet, then so be it. Yeah, I don't care. But yeah, um, I fucked that one up to segue. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, all good things must come to an end, Uncle Creepy. Uh, well, they didn't have to. And I think that's why that we're here, boat, right? <laughs> that's probably the discussion we're going to have. And uh, before we go into this discussion, because you and I have discussed this topic uh, specifically before and we're going to obviously talk about how to avoid things and dealing with those fears and whatever but I think what you went through is not uncommon yeah it's not uncommon and that's I think why it's going to be such a good topic to cover so why don't you go ahead and and paint a picture now then we have this (laughs) yummy girl that you can bring to the slut dragon dungeon then yeah so and do all these things with so how did we fuck that up well long story short i i i i manned up i walked up to her and i was like hey i get these feelings can we go out on a date yep we did we went and saw a concert um it was fucking badass i fell hard i fell fast like everything was great um, my current partner, my fiance, had only one stipulation, and that's for all of our partners, you know, that we meet, that when we fuck, um, I gotta put a condom on. And, you know, Uncle Creepy doesn't want to have any mini creepies, so right. I got a vasectomy. I got the old good, snip, good, good. snipperoonie, yeah, so now I'm firing good, blanks. Good. Um, and, you know, and I hate rubbers. Everybody does. Um... They're terrible, but I I just I ignored my fiance's one request. Uh, I fucked her um, twice without a condom, and um, you know I wasn't worried about STDs or anything. She had actually had a blood test and all that stuff prior to that, but it 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 didn't matter. I. I lost sight of who I was and and the honesty that had gotten me to this position. And, you know, I went and saw the new Spider-Man movie and, you know, and with great power comes great responsibility was the line. And that night I told my fiance and she flipped. Uh, Rightly so. Um, So what had happened is she she was very upset. and we talked about it at length actually in this dungeon where i'm sitting um and was like okay well i'm gonna go deal with this and she had uh, then eventually spoke to her therapist and the therapist suggested two weeks no contact with um with this person for on my end right right and so i explained it to her um the my partner the girl the i had seen the new one yeah and um she didn't take it well um no. two weeks no contact didn't work um no and she she ended it and that right. was that and i fucked it up i mean it was if i had just waited to either have sex till um the fiance was okay with it uh or just put a fucking condom on it dealt with it um, right, but I didn't. 
So I ruined well, something good, Boogie. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I've ruined, I've ruined a few things in 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 my days too. Hmm. So uh, so once again, the the positives you you were honest and outed yourself. I actually had this uh, same instance uh, with with Mew and uh, Bunny. Mm. And uh, Bunny and I and Mew had separated our actual relationship. You know, we were all fluid bonded in in the relationship, obviously. And then, of course, sex with anybody else that we brought in to the love lab. We I used condoms. I actually I I like condoms. I you know I don't like them, but they're you know I'm, I'm weird about fluids and stuff. It's just yeah. cleaner uh, to me, and I don't come anyway. So, um, but uh, but. I can't say I don't like just taking my girls without a condom because there is a, a primal nature to that. And, uh, and then of course for me, you know, with, uh, the, uh, erectile dysfunction that I encounter that sometimes the condom will literally, uh, you're, you're not even going to get the half of your dick in if yeah. you have to put a condom on it. So, yep. so there are, Surely obstacles to condoms, and uh, that gets in your head. Uh, so we had ended our thing um, officially, as far as like a full time relationship. Um, but you know, Bunny was still coming over on occasion for uh, some lovey dovey time, and so of course I had, uh, you know, there was a moment where I was worried about that losing that erection with Bunny. And I had sex with her without a condom, and that was Mew's rule that anyone we're not in a relationship with, including Bunny, that I have to use a condom with. And I, uh, including had prim- sex with. previously in- bonded, including yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, uh, because yeah. they had gone away. Have they been with somebody else? Oh, yeah, or, you know, yeah. you know what, what, you know, you don't. We haven't got all that stuff worked out. And I did the same thing, and uh, and had to own up to uh mew about it and that was that was right i think it was a little less rough because it was a former partner that we were all in a relationship sure. with yeah. but it's it it's still there's so many things here that i want to look at there's one the new partner um i don't think it's surprising that someone would leave i don't know was this person new to polyamory um no um she had okay about two months ago she had um gotten out of a rather terrible relationship with one of those guys that was poly in name you know it was like i just i i say i'm poly but it's just so i can sleep around and um so you know and i i had talked to her at least a month before we even had any sort of physical contact um and it, it just was I think she expected a lot from me, and when I just was like, you know what, I want this wild and crazy shit to happen, you know, it had been it had been almost two years since I've had uh, sex with anyone else, and right. it was just like, fuck it, you know, the the right. condoms are almost three feet away from me in this little bucket, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just. That is a long distance when yeah. the dick is ripe. 
That's right. When she <laughs> when is the like, vagina's ripe. That's when she, a... yeah. When she's staring at you and it's like, come on, fuck me, fuck me, and I'm just like, okay, god damn it, you know. I'm gonna... <laughs> Whoop. Yep. So yeah. I don't know. I I just should have. It, 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 well, the worst part is, is like a week later, um, I would have been totally fine. It would have been perfectly fine. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you triggered uh, the new partner. I can understand because bringing that in all of a sudden brings up her fears. Like this was never you guys probably never had your shit right before, especially if she was in a toxic relationship hmm. where the poly wasn't really solid, you know, and it was like poly for show or something like that. It probably brought up a bunch of that stuff that you were the same as the last thing that she dealt with. And she's yeah. like, I don't even want to deal with this because if you guys don't have what you're doing down uh, together, then I just, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. You know, so, so it might be her response to that, which is totally understandable considering 100%. what she had been to. Otherwise, yeah. if um, she hadn't been somebody that was into Polly, then it might be like a guilt thing. I knew I shouldn't have done this. I knew there's no such thing as Polly. Nobody would be okay with this. I I got manipulated into having cheating sex. Yeah. You know, because we're programmed socially to that. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah so, so it's understandable that she would go. Um, and it's also understandable that you're your partner would get really upset because we still have that programming that it's like, come on, I'm letting you fuck other people. And society is constantly telling me that I'm not supposed to do that. So I'm being pretty cool. Damn. I'm being pretty, you know, that's basically spot on what my fiance had said. She's like, I'm letting you fuck other women. And the one rule I gave you, you fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah, word and, for and word. That's, yeah, it's understandable. It's it's a well, it's a it's a common it's a common thing in poly when we have these types of fuck ups, which it's funny because to the non poly world, the non, you know, the people that aren't into those types of relationships are already so blown away that that these types of things even come close. Yeah. They're like why, why, why wouldn't why wouldn't you just do that? Yeah, and it's like we know why. Yeah, because we know why because anything that's taboo and anything we're told not to do becomes almost instantly hotter to do it. Yeah, it's and not a big deal to put on the condom, and you know no, that. I knew it, and <laughs> and the part that fucks me up so much is, is that if I had just been patient, I'd still be fucking her to this day. And, sure, you know, and I apologized and. And she was, you know, she was rightly upset. And since then, I haven't said a word to her because, you know, I apologized and I moved on. She doesn't need my bullshit in her life anymore. And, and right. And she, you mean made, the new partner? Yeah, the new partner. Yeah, yeah. I'm still right, with the right, fiance. Right. Oh my God. So lucky. <laughs> lucky bastard. So lucky. <laughs> oh, she's an angel. Um, but yeah, I would have, I would still be fucking her right now, the new partner, and it would be great. And you know, I'd probably be doing a shit ton of kinky stuff. And but no, my my impatience and my just uh, non thinking, you know. Let me interject something. 
let me interject something and 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 surely beating up on your melon you know isn't <laughs> isn't the objective here going forward how do you avoid these types of things and you can say to yourself oh well just do what that limit is you know but it really is internalizing and i know that for me yeah what i have to do is i have to internalize the importance of that thing that is maybe a burden or a, something I don't agree with or yeah. it's just a distraction. I need to internalize my partner's attachment to that limit. Yeah, and I didn't do that. I didn't see it as important. And I think that's another thing that she had mentioned about how stupid right. it was, was that all I had to do was... In honesty, I could have renegotiated. I said, you know, I don't want to have to use a condom. You know, she's already gotten her blood test. She's STD and SDI free. Right. She hasn't had a partner in, you know, a couple of months. And right. I could have renegotiated and said, you know, I don't like condoms. I hate them. You know, what do I have to do to, to you know, raw dog her? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, we could have talked about that. And what i what i internalized was now i i look back and i go you were becoming your old self when i first started poly i was in you know i was in the same type of relationship where my my wife at the time she was poly in name only she wanted to fuck whoever happened to want to fuck her which was you know <laughs> stupid bitch there was nothing nobody wanted to <laughs> So I was the one getting <laughs> so I was the one getting all the attention and she would turn that around on me as, you know, you're you're terrible, you're blah blah blah, you know, you I don't want you to have sex with her because A, B, and C. And it really <clears throat> made me be almost sneaky about it where I wouldn't tell the whole truth. I would, you know, I'd say, Hey, I'm gonna go see this girl, but I wouldn't say I'd be very vague about what we would do just to keep her off right. my ass. And over time, you know, I had learned, you know, coming to uh, know better people, better poly people and learning from them. I learned that honesty and being true to w your wants and needs benefits you more than lying to yourself and lying to others. You know, you get more longer when you say, hey, look, I don't want to wear a condom. I don't want to, you know, I, I want to. You know, I want to uh, be able to have sex with this person without having to worry about it. And, um, you know, a lot of people are cringing about that. But uh, previous to that, you know, you, she got her blood test. We got all that stuff taken care of. So it wasn't so much, you know, STDs or STIs and, you know, being snipped. Pregnancy wasn't a problem either. So, right. Uh, well, I think the the issue moving forward is is what you're talking about when you're talking about that honesty correct me if if i'm if I'm, if that's not your point of view is that honesty is the best policy if you want more than to just stick your dick in someone yeah even because lying lying works great if you're a good liar and you cheat and yeah. you can fuck things and sure. fuck people and manipulate people and and be and inauthentic and unethical person yeah but if yeah. you want the good things that come with intimacy based on trust and respect which i gotta say is an awesome feeling 
to not feel like I have to be some sort of unethical piece of shit that I can not only be my own sexual self, but I can feel like I'm actually a good person, like I'm an honest person, like I'm authentic with my partners. Yeah. That is very valuable Agreed. more than just the the act of fucking somebody. And if, like you're saying, if you do that, if you can get to that level and there's sometimes bumps and and tribulations and you may lose a few relationships along the way for people that uh, aren't able to connect with you on that level. Um, but the bigger end game is what an amazing thing to have that freedom with honesty. Yeah. And like I said, if I had been honest and I had been patient and my true self and said, you know, Hey, I got to wear a condom. No big deal. And uh, I'd be, you know, she'd be right next to me right now, giggling and laughing. And we'd be talking about, you know, my boner problems or something. I don't know. And I think um, I've I've gotten laid, you know, and I'm not a pretty man, Boogie. You know this, we're, right? We're, we're we ugly are, men. We are brothers. <laughs> yes. And I've gotten laid more often by what would be considered, you know, uh, society's version of very hot chicks. You know, I love all women, so... Sure. You know, but like the the traditional hotness has gotten me, you know, laid more often by being honest and saying, "Hey, I I'm in this relationship. I got to do this. I got to do this. Do you want to do this?" And then she's then then you know, and then a week later she's sucking my dick, and it's great. Versus you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, let's go somewhere, and you know, oh, I'll. I'll Dude, let's do some spankings or something. Or I'll take pictures of you and and you know and lying my way into her pants. It's just it doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. Well, I I I'm sad. Obviously, I'm sad for any sex that doesn't get to happen. That could be great. Yeah. Um. And I've sure fucked up a few. Yeah. And it's sad, but ultimately. If these are the types of things that get us to be more compassionate to our partners and and learn these things, these hard lessons, we do get closer to real intimacy, not yeah. just with our partners, but with ourselves. Agreed. And I think that that type of intimacy is a hundred times better than a single, you know, raw dog session. It's just sure. It, it from experience and looking back and, and, you know, and introspecting through my relationships throughout the years and the ones that worked and ones that didn't, you know, it always comes back to, like you said, honesty is the best policy. Even if it's, even if it's a relationship ender uh, through the honesty, that's great. That's a good thing because now you don't have to manipulate and, and try and get to something that's not real. That's not genuine. It's not good for both myself and whatever additional partners that come along and up to and including my fiance. Like it's, it's a gift that my fiance is giving me. And when, you know, and it applies to other people when you are getting that gift of polyamory and, you know, the ability to seek out other experiences that's a gift and sure. wasting it and throwing it away is is just disrespectful to both your partner and to your 
um, yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Well said, Uncle Creepy. Thank you, sir. And uh, it's been a long time since we've had you on the show. I'm happy to have you back, not necessarily after this. I would have rather have. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we get this topic out of the way because other good things have been happening. I mean, this is the one bad thing that's happened to me since I've moved out to Colorado. Creepy, it was good hanging out with you. And let's not be a stranger. Let's get you back on and talk about some of the fun shenanigans in the slut dragon den. Yeah, man, the... Yeah, the Colorado swinger crowd, the the kink community here is pretty wild. So I'm I'm dipping my toes back in. I'm good I'm to hear it, it, man. We'll have you back soon. All right, bud. Thank you. I've actually got mail boogie. That is a joy. I swear to God, that's not as good as steak, but it's joy. Not as good as sugar steak, but yeah. I had to roll up the windows. I just have to say, in the process of recording, I actually can't smell the steak now because I had to roll up my windows because I saw this cloud of fucking buzzy, mosquito-y looking creatures like like converging on my vehicle. And so I'm like, eh, roll them up, roll them up. And now they're all buzzing outside. And I'm like, you guys are fucking with my fucking steak smell. Look, they're like all over my windows. Like what? Did, like what did I do? It's like a horror movie. There's like hundreds of bugs all over my car trying to get at me. Fuck off! The mosquitoes are out to get you, Boogie. Fucking was smelling steak. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Well, uh, I don't mean to bitch, but I'm going to because that's who I am. I love you for it. They are rather, rather sparse, these three. But I'm going to say because I've been starving for mail for months now. And I'm, I'm not going to turn my nose up at this because I actually love the three people who, <laughs> right. who have emailed this. But it's in, it's in reference to our no-show boogie. Wait a minute. The no-show. <laughs> the, the so no-show that we don't even talk about it on the show-show. That's right. Shh, don't tell anybody. But maybe well, we Kathy, what is the no-show? It's your the no baby. The no-show is, oh my God, I'm never going to stop hearing that. This is your thing, Kathy. It's your responsibility. The no-show is our attempt at giving our Patreon supporters a little extra oomph for the little extra oomph that they give us every month. <laughs> and uh, we started doing the half a PP, and we do the half a PP sometimes, but for a long, long time, I have been posting Boogie to do a show in which we just start recording and talk the way we normally talk before and after we record or on those nights where we're just going over what we're going to talk about. Right. It's I've always noticed that you and I have a very good rapport off the air and we are very funny and we laugh and we're very irreverent, but in ways that are very different because we know nobody's listening. And I've often wanted to recreate that because I thought our listeners would like to hear it. And even though it's impossible to recreate it because we both will always have in the back of our head that that record button has been hit, we decided to just turn it on and ramble. I think you gave in to me, Boogie, is what it is. Let's not pretend it's anything more than that. You were I, sick and tired I, of hearing me ask for it. Well, and you said, fine, we'll do your stupid no-show. Well, we got some negotiation in there, and I was just always confused at what you were saying because there was times where you were like, well, you know, just the random shit. And I know some of the stuff we say is like, oh, okay, well, we're going to adjust this knob and get this sound or do like literally useless shit. And you're like, yeah, we just leave all that in. And I'm like, what? That's that's absolutely 
like a waste of human time. And you're like, no, it's not. They'll love it. And what I didn't understand is what you were talking about is when we get on to like we start talking about things and, you know, but it's our all lives mixed in together. Are... Yeah. The rambling, so, but, and... uh, that button. No, Boogie, why are you doing this is uh, the no show. It's it's all that stuff that happens in the crazy in what I call the crazy zone, the chaos zone. Sure. You, you don't but, have any any parameters, no goals, and you just and a lot of cool things can come out of it. But what we kind of negotiated was like it's not bad to have a couple like oh you know like the last no show that we did we did kind of talk about the abortion thing and we did kind of talk about Dave Chappelle and we did kind of talk about a couple different things and it's okay to bring in like these are some of the things I was thinking about this week in case the conversation starts to go lame and so right when you said that was okay then I'm like Oh, okay. So it's just not a kink show. It's just us talking, and maybe it is, but you know, or you know, maybe we'll talk about that. But it's basically just here's us talking about the stuff we don't normally talk about on the show. Yeah, and that actually was very fun. It was. We had a good time. It, it ran a lot longer than I thought it was going to, which is that's part of it. I, I didn't think we I, think, I thought we'd run out of stuff to talk about. But anyway, it was good. And the Patreon supporters, I'm not going to say they loved it, but they, nobody wants to stone us. So right? I always consider that a thumbs a win. up, right? That's a win. OK. <laughs> win, if they don't hate us. And you're going to be. You're... <laughs> You're going to be able to tell by our emails. Or I think they're just trying their hardest to say something nice. Garbage Can Mail says, enjoyed it muchly. Good. I'm going <laughs> to take that. Of, I will take the win. A muchly a, is, we love is a, good, a good word. A good word from muchly. Mel. Muchly. Yes. The no show. 45 minutes of muchly. <laughs> much jp and dm creations said i showed for the no show that's like the the least amount you can say i listened to the show that's about as nice as it can get or it's like the husband <laughs> that's like i showed up okay yes shut up and suck my dick i did my husbandly duty <laughs> i showed up you okay can't ask more when you're like arguing later, you never do blah, blah, blah. What are you talking about? I sat through your fucking no show for 45 minutes. When you talk about fucking shit, I don't give a fuck about. I'm a, I'm committed to this relationship. Oh, my God. That's what. <laughs> okay. And then finally, Paddle Bob said, rather an interesting format. Quite liked that. Informal and fun. That was about as effusive as it got. Thank you, Paddle Bob. It was that. good, though. I think that's legit. So we got Muchly. We got the sort Muchly. of, I put in my time on you guys. And then we got uh, something a little hey, nice. Rather interesting. Rather yeah. interesting. Hey, rather interesting is all I want to be in life. So. Uh, hey, you could do worse than rather interesting. Uh, yes, you could be rather boring or rather non uncompelling. Um, you could be exactly. a lot of things. So, yes. so we'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're like, oh man, they're like, God, we, we didn't want is... them to do it again. We were just trying to be nice. This is going to be a repeat thing. But once again, <laughs> you can only hear this show that we have talked up so strongly. If you are a patron subscriber, if you are one of That's our supporters right. that gives uh, us the money we need to uh, <laughs> to survive. You want to know what's extra stupid, Kathy? 
I've what? been sitting with my window. I have my smell of steak back, and I'm ah. very happy. You know why? Because I'm why? like, oh, yeah, I live in this car. I put screens on the back window. I drilled screens into the window cavity thing so I can still open and close the window, but there's an actual screen. That way right. the bugs can't get in while I sleep. And I'm like, why don't I just roll down the back windows? And then I have Duh. a screen. So all the bugs are like bouncing against it going, we want your coffee, fucker. Ha ha. I win again. Oh God. It's a lot of bugs. They come out. They're it's deliberately coming after you, Boogie. That's what bugs do to you and I both. Is that because my soul is rotting and they're attracted to the scent? I didn't want to say it, but, uh, you know. I washed my balls today, Kathy. I took my fucking container shower thing, which is very clean. There's soap and there's multiple scrubbings. I do not attract bugs. Except for right now. Oh, my God. Did the listeners really have to hear that that you washed your balls today? Come on. Well, I think some of them actually wonder about that. Well, of that, I have no doubt. Yay! That's the end of show 355, and that's the end of Smellovision and Feelovision. <laughs> next time, Boogie will park next to a, I don't know, donut shop and get some delicious sweet smells for you. Please visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. Which is the only way that you're going to be able to hear our wonderful no-show coming up, what, in a few weeks, Boogie? will do another one? A couple weeks, yeah. Yeah, and don't forget that you can always talk to Boogie and I by emailing us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or by sending us a message to our Perverted Podcast FetLife profile. And it was wonderful. Thank you uh, once again. It was good having Uncle Creepy back on the show. We haven't talked to him in a while. So uh, that was tons of fun. Thank you to all of our patron supporters so much. Thank you to our glorious show sponsor, Headley. And I must say, we are looking for new show sponsors. We need the show sponsors. And uh, not lying, really. If you need to sell something there. You want a dilt? You got a dildo that you want to sell. <laughs> Kathy and I will talk up your dildo. Or if you have I'll, yeah. you know, your own kombucha recipe. What the fuck is kombucha Ew. anyway? I don't know, and I don't want to. It looks and smells gross. Is that I, is that an alcohol drink or a not drink? No, they sell it in the market. It says kombucha. I love the name. If you know what kombucha is, let me know. PervertedPodcastGmail.com. I'm sure I could just look it up, but whatever. It's been a great show. Lots of fun. It's good to be outside and to be able to be loud and, and obnoxious and smell steak and bite bugs and... All the wonderful things that we keep this show going for you, our lovely perverted podcast listeners, and we will see you on the next show. Yeah.
Thank you.